Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Green Bay Wide Receivers Practice, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, has Aaron Rodgers taken a, a shine to you as a wide receiver yet? Yeah, I haven't told him, um, you know, that I, I think that drugs are bad or that his haircut looks stupid or any of that. So, so far, I'm really, I got good hands. I'm in the in the top echelon here. I see you're running a very nice underneath route. We're probably both starters this week. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, you can't go wrong. Literally anyone could play and, for the Packers right now. <laughs> and thank you so much for uh, carrying the show last week while I was uh, – off on uh, yeah. some family adventures, but thank you very much. Uh, listen to the whole show, and uh, you did a great job, so thank you very much. Hey, you're going to have some pretty good picks. I'm playing a little hurt this week. I got a little bit of a head cold, so I apologize in advance if I sound silly, but we're powering through. We we got to. I mean, we got a big week ahead of us here. The trade deadline has come and gone, um, a busy one, certainly one that's going to impact your fantasy teams, I'm not thrilled about all of them. I'm sure you have some feelings as well. We also have a lot of teams on by. we got a bunch of injuries. we got an action-packed show for you. Sherpa's going to give you some uh, waiver wire picks to help fill these holes that, you know, maybe your starting pet ain't got traded. Maybe maybe DJ Hawkinson's on the Vikings now and things aren't as great for you. We'll figure it out. We've also got all of our game picks, all the news and notes, who to start, who to say, daily fantasy picks. we got everything you need to win in any format this week. So we've got you covered. We'll be here for a full hour, as we are every Wednesday night, from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And if an hour isn't enough, because quite frankly, it's, it just couldn't be. After 13 years, how could that possibly be enough? Uh, you can find us all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and you can email us at the number four THN inches show at gmail.com. That's the number four THN inches show at gmail.com. And of course, you can find all our past episodes anywhere you find it. You can download your favorite podcast. We've done 13 years, there's a couple hundred of them. So if you need some background noise, we're there for you. Uh, and of course, we'll be here for, for a full hour as we are every week. So we've got you covered. Um, how are you feeling after the trade deadline? Like, I know you your Giants made some moves. The Cowboys did not. Allegedly, we were in on Brandon Cooks for a minute. That didn't work out. Um, but trading away uh, Kadarius Tony, and supposedly he, he said he thought he was healthy, he wanted to play, but the Giants were the ones that were holding him back. How are you feeling about that as a Giants fan when – you didn't have any wide receivers for the last couple of weeks, and allegedly this guy thought he could play. Are you happy he's gone, or do you think you should have kept him? What do you think? I would have liked to have seen what he and Wandale Robinson could have done in the field together. I was commenting yeah. to someone that I was hoping that they could evolve into the Giants version of the um, the Smurfs from the Washington Super Bowl teams of uh, bygone years, but uh, I guess we'll never – no, but yeah, you would think, you know, I mean, I guess their feeling was, well, we've got Kadarius Tony and um, the, um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his name now, which is really embarrassing, the free agent they oh, signed yeah. from the <clears throat> Lions a couple years ago, um, um, oh, yeah, Ken Galladay. I mean, he's going to get healthy one of these days, allegedly. Yeah, he, they haven't been <laughs> contributing anything, so if they can... You know, do I really think Marcus Johnson, David Sills, and Richie James are going to be part of a team when, you know, they're, you know, really competitive again? No. You know, Sterling Shepard maybe, Darius Slayton maybe, but, you know, they're, they're probably a few wide receivers short of the set right now. And, you know, what, what happened Sunday against the Seahawks wasn't a surprise to me at all. You know, they just don't have enough. You know, if you hold those two teams up to each other, similar records, but, you know, the Seahawks yeah. have a slightly more serviceable quarterback, and they also you know, have a wide receiver core that moves the Giants' uh, core in the dust. So the outcome of that game didn't really surprise me too much. But well, Gino, Cowboys, Gino Smith they, is pretty well rested. Week in good shape. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody can get hurt in the bye week, so that's a plus. Um, 
I a lot of a lot of big moves. I I thought it would be. I mean, we had the Christian McCaffrey deal happen last week. I thought things would kind of quiet down a little bit, but um, the Ravens went out and got Roquan Smith from the the Bears, who inexplicably are paying the majority of his salary as well as the majority of um, Robert Quinn's salary to pay play for other teams. Um, Bradley Chubb went from the Broncos to the the Dolphins, who also picked up Jeff Wilson Jr. from San Francisco, who clearly had just for once in their life too many healthy running backs. As I mentioned, TJ Hawkinson moved to the Vikings. Interesting to see that happen in division, but Irv Smith Jr. is going to be out for at least a month uh, with that high ankle sprain. The Bills got Naheem Hines, who I think might be one of the bigger trades that maybe on paper doesn't look that big, but I think he's going to bring some some real dynamic to that backfield. I mean, he's he's a great pass-catching running back, and it just gives the Bills one more weapon there. Um, the fact that the Packers didn't do anything, the fact that Brandon Cooks is still a Texan, Cam Akers is still on the Rams, Kareem Hunt is still on the Browns. There's a lot of guys who we thought were going to get traded, but they didn't. And the Broncos wide receivers are all still playing for the Broncos. Uh, what surprised you most this week from the trade deadline? Um, probably Chase Edmonds being included in the Bradley Chubb trade. I mean, yeah, yeah. The Denver backfield now is you know, a three-headed mess, you know, from a fantasy perspective. But you know, he's somebody that you know looked pretty good when he had a chance to fill in for James Conner in Arizona. He didn't get too much of a chance to shine in Miami there. But you know, who knows? Maybe back in the, um, you know, you know. You know you know, back in the western part of the country, you know, with a new team again, he'll um, do better. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I could definitely see a scenario where he's yeah ahead of both um, you know, Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray on the depth chart before too long. But again, you know, I'm not sure being top fiddle running back for a team that hasn't really shown much explosiveness on offense is something to right home about, but, you know, I, I thought that was that and the TJ Hawkinson move were probably my two favorites from, you know, perspective of, uh, you know, things that happened this week. You know, the Christian McCaffrey move, obviously, you know, much is probably got the biggest uh, fantasy impact going from yeah. a fairly functional offense to a much more functional one. You know, I know you're not a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but I'm not. But very much I still not. think that was a <laughs> good move for them. So, yeah. Yeah, I I also thought Chase Claypool going to the Bears was interesting. It's weird that the Bears were like, let's just totally give up. We're going to trade our best defensive players because we don't pay anyone. But they did almost acknowledge, okay, maybe maybe if we don't kill Justin Fields, there's some promise here. Bringing Chase Claypool, who it wasn't working in Pittsburgh. I mean, all he was really doing was making TikTok videos, and there's not a lot of offense to go around there. I think it could be interesting as as their wide receiver core gets a little healthier, you work Claypool in, maybe that brings a little dynamic to that offense. I think he could be a good fit there. Yeah, and Justin Fields has definitely looked better the past three or four games and you add him to the mix with Darnell Moody and you know, who knows? Maybe yeah. you know I mean I think yeah, you know, this is probably his second and final chance if he flames out there you know, he's probably not much not very long for the NFL anymore but you know, I, I think there's definitely an opportunity there and I think that's probably Chicago's thinking was that'll be part of the evaluation process for Justin Fields for the rest of the season to tell whether he's really making strides or whether the past month has just been a mirage yeah I, th- I think it'll be interesting so we've got we've got some new faces on some new teams uh, as I mentioned Wait a few teams on by this week, which is terrible for all of our fantasy teams and quite frankly are viewing on Sunday. Uh, the Browns, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Giants, the Steelers, and the 49ers all on a bye this week. So, I mean, half the NFC East is out there. We've got a lot of, a lot of fantasy players we're going to be missing. I mean, Christian McCaffrey accounted for passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown last week. Now you can't start him at all. So, uh, We'll we'll dive into a few injuries here. I say a few, hopefully, and get you some waiver wire picks, and then we'll we'll tell you who you need to start and sit. We had a lot of high scoring games last week. The one o'clock hour was fantastic. A lot of fantasy points to be had. Maybe not quite as high scoring this week, but I think we've got some good stuff for you. So 
We'll start out in Arizona. They are having some trouble uh, at running back uh, a team all year long. James Conner is limited with the rib injury. This, this seems to be an up-and-down thing that's going to dog him for a while. And uh, Daryl Williams was put on IR today with his hip injury, so he's going to be out at least four weeks. Not ideal there. You know, Benjamin's looking healthier and better each day. <laughs> if he's on your team, really take a good look at him this week. In Atlanta, uh, the best news coming out of there, and there's not a whole lot of good news, unfortunately, but running back Cordero Patterson is was designated to return from IR today, so he is going to start practicing. He's coming back from the knee injury. Uh, last week he was posting videos of him running at full speed, so he looks like he's going to literally hit the ground running, and I'm sure – the Falcons offense and most of our fantasy teams would really appreciate that. Out in Baltimore, uh, as we discussed, they, they beefed up their defense a little bit. Unfortunately, the offense took a little bit of a hit. Rashad Bateman left the game early last week. He's going to be out this week and is going to miss what they're calling some time. How much time? I don't know. But at least this week and probably another one or two uh, with the foot injury he sustained. Uh, put up a goose egg for me last week, and unfortunately everybody else who started him. But not going to happen this week, guys. <laughs> Tight end Mark Andrews is going to be officially listed as questionable. He's going to keep playing through what they're calling minor shoulder and ankle injuries. He's starting to rack them up. We're we're at the one third point, the halfway point of the, or I'm sorry, the halfway point of the season, the two thirds point of our our fantasy season. So everyone's multiplying their injuries. It's it's a long list. <laughs> I'm in Baltimore. Who's likely to take his place if he can't play? Well, that's a that's a real good question because everybody else seems pretty banged up. But it sounds like they're going to run him out there unless body parts literally start falling off him. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. hoping say Isaiah Lightly. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's likely going to be him, but. My fantasy team can't take a whole lot more injuries. <laughs> it's too bad. But um, Gus Edwards also day-to-day with a hamstring injury. Uh, they're they're a little thin at running backs. They're a little thin at a lot of positions now, but they're going to try to persevere. We'll see them later on this week in Monday Night Football. Uh, the Bills defense, not being over this before, is still pretty banged up. Uh, they are getting Tredavious White back this week from the pup list. He tore his ACL last year. Um, looks like he's going to play this week. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Stacey Micah Hyde had season-ending uh, surgery on his neck after the injury in week two, but he is back around the team, apparently in an advisory role for the defensive players. So maybe that's why the defense is starting to look a little more functional. They're getting a little healthier. they got some leaders back in the locker room, so there's still hope for them yet. Also, quite a few injuries on their offensive line. Uh, I don't think it's going to turn into what happened to Joe Burrow last week, but it is something to keep in mind. Uh, their center, Mitch Morse, and uh, one of their starting tackles, Spencer Brown, are both pretty questionable going into this weekend. So keep that in mind when you're playing the pros and cons here. In Carolina, uh, quarterback Sam Darnold says he's, quote, close to 100% from that high ankle sprain he suffered in the last preseason game. Um, whether or not that means he will usurp P.J. Walker at any point, I don't know, but it doesn't look like it's going to be this week. Running back Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, However, he would like to pronounce it. I prefer Chuba. Uh, his, his ankle injury is still keeping him limited. Uh, it looks like he's going to try to play through it, but I don't think he's going to be up full speed. So maybe not the best start this week. They're also dealing with a lot of injuries to their secondary. So maybe a higher scoring uh, game on the uh, opposing offense versus the Panthers defense this week. The Bears, as we talked about, uh, they did get Chase Claypool, but. Um, they are, are still dealing with a lot of problems, particularly the fact that their two best defensive players no longer play for them, and the remaining guys are all pretty much on the injury report, which is not great for your defense, which is already struggling. Um, in slightly better news, wide receiver Byron Pringle is designated to return from IR. He has been dealing with a calf injury the last few weeks, so he's going to be back on the practice field. Maybe they can get something going on offense. They're clearly going to need to score a lot of points if they want to win games. Um, in Cincinnati, Last week, we mentioned Jamar Chase had popped up on the injury report with a hip injury. Uh, the severity, it didn't look like it was that bad. And then the next day, all of a sudden, he's out four to six weeks. Um, today, he was on crutches at the team facility. So it's it's clearly uh, definitely was aggravated during the Saints game uh, two weeks ago. Apparently, it had been something he'd been dealing with for some time. It got aggravated during the Saints game. 
the fact that he still had 130 receiving yards and only had one leg that worked, props to him. Uh, he's going to be out probably four to six weeks, and uh, we'll see how that goes. It did not go great for the Bengals this week. <laughs> it's, got, it's got to get better. Um, pretty much every cornerback listed on the roster in any capacity is listed as questionable. They also lost uh, a woozy to a torn ACL on Monday night. So the hits, they just keep on coming. Just for the record, Joe Burrow gets the ball out the third fastest out of anybody in the NFL, and his offensive line still can't give him enough time to throw the football. So that is not ideal, especially for a fantasy perspective. I know the Browns are on a bye, but just keep in mind, tight end David Njoku is dealing with a pretty serious ankle injury. He's going to miss likely another one to four weeks. It looks like it's trending more towards the four than the one. So if you have him on your fantasy team and you're hoping he's getting healthy soon, I would say maybe start thinking about picking up a tight end. Another team on a bye, the Cowboys. Uh, but worth noting, in case you're in a deeper league and you're looking for somebody to stash, looks like James Washington's going to return after the bye week from his broken foot in the preseason. Um, they seem pretty hungry to get him into the, the offense. He seems like he's feeling pretty healthy. So if you're in a deeper league, it might be worth a look. Ezekiel Elliott, probably making more headlines today for revealing the Thanksgiving throwback helmets without permission <laughs> than for his knee injury. But it is, quote, getting better. Mike McCarthy was non committal about whether or not he'll be back after the body. I think it's pretty clear he will be. He's not one to miss a primetime affair or potentially any Thanksgiving game. So, um, if you're curious what the Cowboys retro throwback helmet's going to look like, uh, Google a picture of T.O. eating popcorn on the sideline or check out his Yield Elliott's Twitter. Either one will do you. <laughs> the Broncos also want to buy, uh, but they are going to be without their center, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry third III, for a couple of weeks with a groin injury. So Russell Wilson's life is not going to get much easier. Again, if you're weighing the pros and cons about keeping or getting rid of somebody, that might be a deciding factor. In Detroit, they're without tight end TJ Hawkinson, who is now a member of their division rivals, the Miami Vikings, or the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, tight end Brock Wright is still in the concussion protocol. He is questionable going into the weekend. The tight end position itself is pretty questionable now. Uh, wide receiver Josh Reynolds was limited to practice today. He's dealing with a back injury. Running back DeAndre Swift did not practice at all. He's dealing with ankle and shoulder injuries. Whether or not he plays is going to come down to game time. They are also listing the majority of their defense as questionable with varying injuries. So keep an eye on that for they are already in the late for defense, uh, and it doesn't look like they're going to be all that healthy this week. So maybe not the best get-right game for them. The Packers uh, dealing with a few injuries themselves. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers has a right thumb injury that's been dogging him the last two weeks. He was limited to practice today. He's going to be limited all week long. He's going to play on Sunday. There's really no question about that. Uh, Christian Watson, the rookie wide receiver, is not practicing with a concussion. Gets over two hamstring injuries and immediately gets concussions, so he does not have the world's best luck. Hard to say whether or not he's going to play right now. Not practicing means he's still very much in the protocol. Uh, wide receiver Alan Lazar dealing with the shoulder injury. He didn't play last week. He's limited at practice today. Uh, so at least that's trending towards you know, maybe playing this week. He's not walking around the sling like he was last week, so that's promising. Uh, both their defense and also listed as questionable as is most of the offensive line, which is more of a, a bigger issue there. Uh, we'll see. We'll see who actually makes it out of the field for the Packers, uh, but no new faces there. Out in Houston, uh, Texas wide receiver Nico Collins is not going to play on Thursday night. He's dealing with a groin injury. Wide receiver Brandon Cooks is listed as questionable with a wrist injury. Um, whether or not that has anything to do with him not being pleased that the team tried to trade him at the deadline, I'm honestly not sure if he's more upset that they wanted to explore trading him or that he's still on the Texans. Either way, he's unhappy, which doesn't make for a good, uh, good performance. So we'll see what happens there. In Indianapolis, uh, as we saw last week, Sam Ellinger made his NFL debut. Looked looked okay. It's not like it was worse than Matt Ryan, unfortunately. Uh, Matt Ryan will not be practicing this week with that shoulder injury, so he is not going to be the backup come this weekend. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is not practicing today either with his ankle injury. He's going to be questionable going into the weekend again. That'll be a game-time decision. And worth noting that uh, rib injuries, he is very questionable, along with several other defensive players. So, again, not a lot of good happening in Indianapolis right now. Jaguars wide receiver Jamal Agnew is limited today at practice again with that knee injury, and they had to put cornerback Shaquille Griffin on IR last week at the end of the week with that back injury. 
Blake Hughes for the last two weeks. In Kansas City, tight end Blake Bell is close to returning from IR, but he's not showing up immediately. It's probably another week or two. And tight end Jody, Jody Fortson has a quad bruise in this practice, so Travis Kelsey, don't seize in his direction. Please wrap him in bubble wrap because they are out of tight ends. <laughs> Keep him protected at all costs. In uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders looked like maybe it was their first time ever playing football last week. It's really astounding you couldn't put up any points. Um, but hopefully that will that will change this week. They're dealing with a few injuries, uh, several on defense, but on the offensive side of the ball, <clears throat> tight end Darren Waller was limited with a hamstring injury. Again, he'll be a game-time decision. Keep an eye on that. Matt Collins at wide receiver was li- limited with a heel injury, and Devontae Adams is sick, not COVID, just sick, and was limited at practice. So the fact that he was out there means he was probably not as sick as, say, Ryan Tannehill was last week when he missed the game. In uh, the other side of Las Vegas, Chargers tight end Donald Parham Jr. is out of the concussion protocol and practicing, though they are pretty noncommittal about whether or not he will be on the field this week. Skipper Dustin Hopkins is getting better from that hamstring injury, but it's still cool week to week. does not sound like he's on track to play this week, probably another week or two from him. And wide receiver Keenan Allen is not practicing with that hamstring injury. Remember, you're also without Mike Williams for another four weeks, so not uh, not great there, but we're at that point in the season where pretty much everyone's hurt. And in other areas of the West Coast, uh, we talked earlier about Cam Akers and how he is still a Ram. Uh, Sean McFay says he's had, quote, very encouraging talks and dialogue with Cam Akers and his agent. Um, clearly, he's still not at practice, so I don't know how, how encouraging encouraging is, but it seems to not be ruled out that he will be playing at some point this season, but I sincerely doubt it's this week. We got a scare last week when Cooper Cup uh, got his ankle rolled up on at the end of the game when he really didn't need to be out there. Uh, he's not practicing today. They expect him to play. Um, mostly they're going to try to rest it before then, and running back Kyron Williams may be activated off IR ahead of this week's game. Again, another sign that maybe they're not rushing Cam Akers back to the sideline here. So, if you have them on your team, maybe time to just throw them in the tail here. <laughs> the Dolphins are listing most of their defense as questionable, as well as a fair amount of their offensive line. Um, again, Tua, Tua seems to just be running around throwing the ball to anybody, so I don't know how worried I am about that, but something to keep in mind. Also, at wide receiver, uh, River Craycraft is not practicing. He did not play last week. He's dealing with the neck injury. He's questionable going into this week as well. Again, really only something to worry about if you're in a deeper league. Vikings tight end Irv Smith Jr. is on the IR, as I mentioned, part of what precipitated the TJ Hawkinson trade. Um, they're saying that the high ankle sprain is so bad he may need surgery on it. They're they're trying to avoid that, but it looks like that may be where it's headed. So the four-week timeline may be a little conservative. And Adam Thielen looked like he may have suffered a more serious knee injury last week, but they're calling it just a bruised knee. He did come back into the game, and he's, quote, okay. Officially listed as questionable, but it looks like he's on track to play this week. In New England, running back Damian Harris also is sick, not practicing today. Again, doesn't look like he's in danger of missing the game. However, wide receiver Devontae Parker left the game with a knee injury last week. He is not practicing, and it does not look like he is on track to play this week. Also dealing with some defense injuries there. Out in New Orleans, Mark Ingram, II, he is doubtful to play. With that MCL spring he suffered, he's likely out for three or four more weeks. So hopefully you have a plan B there. Alvin Kamara just got a lot more valuable. Tight end Adam Troutman is questionable with an ankle injury. It looks like he's on track to play, um, as is wide receiver Michael Thomas, who's missed the last five weeks with a foot injury. He was limited at practice day, though he did practice. That's a good sign. Supposedly, it looks like he's a pretty good chance of playing this week, so keep your fingers crossed there. The most questionable out of the three is wide receiver Jarvis Landry. He's dealing with his own ankle injury. Um, he's supposedly still making improvements, but it looks like he is the least likely of the three to be out there this week. The Giants are on a bye, but worth noting that Kenny Galladay, who we talked about earlier, is potentially on track to return after the bye week from his knee injury, so another one maybe you want to stash, throw in your IR until you find out for sure, but he's an option coming out of the bye. The other side in New York, Coach Robert Salas said Zach Wilson is your starter no matter what, even though he seems held down on throwing to the other team. They're going to try to work through that. 
Um, also keep note, uh, wide receiver Corey Davis is not practicing with a knee injury. Doesn't look great for him this week. And tight end CJ Uzoma was limited with a shoulder injury. The Eagles actually pretty healthy going into Thursday night football. They're going to be without cornerback Josiah Scott. He is dealing with a knee, an ankle injury. He's been ruled out, but no other major injuries reported. Um, granted that is everybody surviving the Phillies game tonight, which the way it, the noise level in the greater Philadelphia area, which we can both attest to, is literally seismic when everything all runs right now. So hopefully everyone makes it out of that unscathed. Uh, the 49ers are on a bye, but they are hoping to get running back Elijah Mitchell back after the bye week from his knee injury. Um, again, quite a running back mix there. So whether or not you want to be staffing him, it depends on your week. In Seattle, uh, they are getting hopefully a little healthier, but it looks like it's going to be another week or two for defensive ends, Alton Robinson and Daryl Johnson, who were were originally scheduled to be designated or turned from IR this week, but neither one are going to be. Supposedly, Johnson's a little closer with his ankle uh, rehab than Robinson is with his knee. So the Seattle defense might might get a little healthier, but it's not going to be quite this week. The Buccaneers are still dealing with quite a few injuries. They did lose Shaquille Barrett to a torn Achilles this this past week. He's done for the year and probably the beginning of next season. The wide receiver room is still all questionable. <laughs> it's not, not great unless you're Chris Godwin. He's about the only healthy one right now. Uh, Russell Gage is not practicing with a hamstring injury. Julio Jones also didn't practice with his knee injury, but he's actually moved ahead of Russell Gage on the depth chart for those of you who put stock in that, me not so much. Uh, and Mike Evans was limited with his ankle injury this week. Also, tight end Cameron Bright returned to practice. Uh, he was limited, but he's dealing with a sprained neck. He's questionable. I wouldn't be putting him in my lineup, but for what it's worth, he is back at practice. Peyton's quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, was limited at practice day with a sprained ankle. He said he's dealing with pain, but he can play through it. He missed last week's game because he was sick, not because of the ankle. Running back Derrick Henry was limited today at practice as well with his foot injury, as was most of the defense. And the commanders, who are having quite the off-field day today, um, they are a little healthier. However, running back Jamie McKissick is now practicing with a neck injury. Hayden Cole Turner and Logan Thomas are both limited today. Uh, Thomas dealing with a calf injury. Cole Turner is still in the concussion protocol. Wide receiver Jahan Dotson not practicing with that hamstring injury. That's not a great time for him this week. But in better news, defensive end Chase Young was designated to return from the pup list from that tornado last year. So he looks like he was trying to get back on the field ASAP. So there you go. We've got a few holes to fill. A lot of buys, a lot of injuries. Is there anybody left out there for us, Sherpa? Unfortunately, yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> running back-wise, Naeem Hines, who you mentioned uh, before, you know, shuffling off to Buffalo um, would be a good pickup. Uh, Caleb Huntley, unless you find out that Cordero Patterson is definitely coming back this week. Jeff Wilson, uh, New Dolphin. Kenyon Drake with uh, Gus Edwards' injury. Uh, Deion Jackson with Jonathan Taylor's uh, injury and Naeem Hines being moved out of town. And then a couple potential stashes um, if the starters happen to get hurt in front of them, and that would be Alexander Hamilton-Madison in Minnesota and Rashad White in Tampa Bay. No, I'll be good Hamilton reference. (laughs) He's not going to miss his shot. Nope. Nope. Oh, but I, I I agree. He's at the top of my list, too. So those are the running backs that I'd be uh, looking to scoop up if I you know, had a slot and uh, wanted to speculate on somebody. And also, uh, Kyron Williams, who you mentioned before, is kind of intriguing just because nobody has really taken the Rams' job and uh, run with it, so to speak. Um, you know, Cam Akers, who knows what's going on with him, so... You know, if you want somebody that could potentially be part of a half-decent offense, uh, Kyron Williams might uh, be a good pickup, too. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually don't mind that at all. Okay. Uh, wide receiver-wise, um, Rondale Moore, uh, Chase Claypool, Devin Duvernay, who has another 
opportunity with Rashad Bateman out again, Josh Palmer with the Chargers with both uh, Keenan Allen and uh, with him questionable and with Mike Williams out. Romeo Dubs seems to be the best of uh, a mediocre lot in Green Bay right now. Darnell Mooney yeah. and uh, Kandarius Tony, if you really want to speculate on somebody in a high-powered offense, but, you know, given Sky Moore and Nicole Hardman and Marquez Valdez-Scampling and Juju Smith-Schuster, in my mind, they're just too many mouths to feed there in that Kansas City offense, never mind that uh, Travis Kelsey is their leading receiver anyway, but uh, Kadarius Tony uh, pretty far down on the pecking order right now, and we probably need a couple of injuries before he would become relevant. Yeah, probably. I think you're right. So quarterback-wise, uh, Justin Fields, as we alluded to before, has started looking better last yeah. few games. He's somebody that uh, you might want to look into if you're uh, desperate for a bi-week replacement. Uh, Tyler Heineke, P.J. Walker, Marcus Mariota, and uh, your ginger ninja, Andy Dalton, also making my list this week. The ginger ninja. You can't, you can't keep him down. <laughs> I really don't understand Rock why he's low. playing if uh, Winston is healthy, but uh, <laughs> not my decision to make. Yeah, yeah. I know you're not are. a James Winston fan, but uh, I am. No, so. but I think he gives us yeah. a better chance to win, even with four fractures in his back. What about him to be alive? <laughs> yeah, probably. And then uh, yeah. tight end-wise, uh, Evan Engram, um, Tyler Conklin, Foster Moreau. Isaiah Likely, Greg Dulcich, although he's obviously not going to do you any good this week while he's on by, and uh, Kate Alton in Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, it's funny. Um, You know, Likely, the last three guys I mentioned, Likely, Dulcich, Otten, all part of a pretty decent uh, rookie uh, tight end class this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly one of the better, and – they haven't looked like rookies, I feel like. They've kind of come in very seamlessly. Yeah, and there's several others that haven't really made their mark yet, but they could potentially. So, yeah, I'm impressed by the rookie tight ends this year. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then uh, if you're looking for a defense to stream, maybe look to see if Kansas City is available with the um, – Ryan Tannehill or, you know, Malik Willis, Willis, you know, whoever plays quarterback there not being overly impressive and Derek Henry potentially having a foot injury limiting him, although he certainly didn't look limited against Houston last week. Um, Yes, he didn't. There's definitely uh, (laughs) some potential for uh, Kansas City to be uh, um, getting out to a big lead and potentially racking up some defensive points against Tennessee this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are some points to be had out there. It's possible. Okay, shall we uh, take a look at our uh, top ten and avoid list? Yes. I, like we said, it's, I'm curious to see. Curious to see how we, we approach this week. <laughs> I think there could be some games we disagree on, I think. Oh. Um. Probably there always are, although we both got the same number of games right last week. Although it would be harder to get 10 games right this week with only 13 games total. But uh, anyway, we really, we we really, uh, really step our game up here. <laughs> we do. Um, so I'll kick us off with uh, running backs. My top list includes Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Joe Mixon, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, Raheem Mostert, Austin Eckler. Ramondre Stevenson, Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, and Isaiah Pacheco rounding out my top ten, and Alvin Kamara, and uh, whomever among Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards gets to start uh, those uh, garnering honorable mentions for me this week. How much overlap, if any, do we have? Uh, we, we've got some. Um, Isaiah Pacheco did not make my list, but he is in my purgatory, so he, he's closer to the top than the bottom, but I don't hate it. Um, I've got Austin Eckler at the top of my list. Uh, Alvin Kamara, as we talked about 
Mark Ingram is hurt and the Baltimore defense is going to give some points up. That's that's going to happen. Uh, Aaron Jones at number three on my list, Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry rounding out my top five. Mostly I'm more worried about Henry's injury than than Kansas City's defense. Even if they're playing from behind, Derrick Henry's still the best offensive player they have. Um, Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, Dalvin Cook, Kenneth Walker, III, and Ramondre Stevenson rounding out my top ten. Jonathan Taylor at the top of my avoid list this week, along with Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson, James Robinson, Dante Foreman, uh, Chuba Hubbard, and uh, Rashad White. I know I said pick him up, but it's not a week to start him. Yeah, you don't have to. It's not required. <laughs> um. I, I've got Chuba Hubbard at the top of my list just because Cincinnati looked terrible last week. Plus, he's, he's not fully healthy. Carolina, if they're going to get some offense, I don't think it's coming there. Gus Edwards, we're not totally sure how healthy he is. James Robinson, while I like the fit long-term, I don't love it this week. Sony Michelle, Jarek McKinnon, Michael Hasty out in Jacksonville, Samaje P. Ryan, who – Almost made it to purgatory, but I just don't think there's going to be enough offense here. Kenyon Drake, Jeff Wilson Jr., who's got a new home. I'd like to see him adjust first. And Chase Edmonds rounding out my uh, my top or bottom ten here. Well, given that Chase Edmonds isn't going to be playing this week. Oh, yeah, you know what? He isn't. He isn't this week. So I'm going to substitute him with Boston Scott. Boston Scott's going to make the the bottom ten. He was just not playing Okay. Bye weeks. Um, Damn trades. <laughs> so, uh, wide receiver wise, who do you like this week? Really like Tyree Kill, and it's hard not to. I mean, he just—it doesn't seem to matter. He's going to catch the football, and more power to him. Uh, I Chicago just that defense, especially without their best players, is going to be on the field an awful lot. Uh, I, I don't think. I don't think they stand much of a chance there. Stephon Diggs is a close second for me. Uh, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, and Cooper Cup. I'm not loving the ankle injury. Granted, the, the Tampa Bay defense doesn't instill a lot of fear in you, but I don't think we're going to get the same numbers out of him. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown all the way up at six on my list. Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, Jalen Waddell, who I like seeing Waddell out in the end zone, and D.K. Metcalf. The Geno Smith experience rolled on. Oh, there you go. Well, thank you. Um, indeed. Uh, Stefan Diggs at the top of my list. AJ Brown, who was at the top of my list last week and had a, a nice game, uh, was checking in at two for me this week. Uh, Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Juju Smith Schuster, Devin Duvernay, Jalen Waddle, and Devonta Smith, a pair of former Alabama teammates, uh, rounding out my top 10. Honorable mentions, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, Kobe Myers, and Kenny Allen, if he's healthy enough to play. Yeah, okay. All right. Hopefully he is. My fantasy lineup hopes he is. <laughs> um, I have Alan Lazard at the top of my avoid list. I'm not convinced he's healthy. I'm not totally sure what I think about this Packers offense. Plus, Detroit needs to win a game or Motor City Jane Campbell is getting fired, and I am concerned about that. I don't think it's good week for Alan Lazard. Um, also staying away from Allen Robinson, I.I., so apparently if your name's Allen, I'm really not looking to start you this week. Drake London out in Atlanta, Terrence Marshall Jr., Nicole Hardman, Matt Collins, who looks like he's going to be healthy enough to play, but I'm not putting him in my lineup. Alec Pierce in Indianapolis, Corey Davis, DeAndre Carter, Julio Jones, um, there are some themes here, staying away from a lot of the Indianapolis receivers, a lot of the uh, the West Coast receivers. I think that while there might be higher scoring games, I think that maybe these are not your best options. I think there are better players on those teams. Okay, um, Mike Evans at the top of my list. Uh, combination of his uh, questionable status and also just uh, Tampa Bay's overall questionable status right now. Terry McLaurin. Michael Pittman, <laughs> Godwin, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks, Garrett Wilson, Romeo Dubs, Paris Campbell, and Alec Pierce. And with you on those indie wide receivers, not being the uh, desirable members of your fantasy lineup this week. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, 
we'll take it, I guess. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was it was a little too easy to put together a bottom ten this week. I think. Yeah, for some things, um, yeah, I, I struggled more with the bottom ten than the top ten this week. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, quarterback wise, uh, Josh Allen at the top of my list. Jalen Hurts, yep. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, all usual suspects. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, Gina Smith all cracking my top ten, along with Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and uh, Andy Dalton, even if I don't understand why he's starting. Ginger Ninja. Uh, Spoiler alert, he is in my bottom ten. Uh, I also have Josh Allen at the top of my list, Jalen Hurts, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. I think you can kind of throw any five of these against the wall, but Justin Herbert's getting a bump because he's playing the Falcons. Shocker there, I'm not picking the Falcons to win. Um, Tua Tungvalu coming in at six on my list, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow at eight. Again, I'm just not sure he's going to live long enough to get the kind of fantasy points you need to make it to the top five. Uh, Gino Smith at nine, and Aaron Rodgers sneaking in at number 10 this week. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is headlining my avoid list once again this week, along with Tom Brady, just as they did last week. Zach Wilson, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, uh, Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis, whoever starts for Tennessee, Davis Mills, Taylor Heineke, P.J. Walker, and Tom Erlinger um, rounding out my 10 to avoid. Uh, yeah, as I as I mentioned, uh, one Andy Dalton <laughs> is certainly on my avoid list. Um, again, I, I might be a little more partial to the Baltimore defense than most people, but I think we both agree Andy Dalton is probably not the guy here. Their car, until they prove to me that they can score substantial points, and I'm not, I, I think they'll actually score points this week, but not enough to make him a fantasy starter since lost the game for me last week. Burned me once, not going to happen again. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford, Sam Ellinger, Jeff Jones, so both sides of the, uh, the football there. Zach Wilson, PJ Walker, and Davis Mills. Poor Davis Mills. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. A lot of overlap on our list. Their, uh, yeah. Tight ends, who do you like this week? Travis Kelsey, hard not to. And Mark Andrews, even with half his body not working, I think is still a really good start. Uh, Dallas Goddard at three for me. Gerald Everett and Zach Ertz running at the top five. Tyler Kegby all the way up to six this week. I'm I'm hopeful that with, you know, little injuries and maybe a better matchup, maybe he'll get a little more looks, a little more action out there. Evan Ingram at seven, Kyle Pitts, Robert Tanyan, and TJ Hawkinson, now of the Minnesota Vikings, 10. I think he can figure out just to run downfield and turn around. I think that'll be enough. Okay. For me, uh, Dallas Goddard is at the top of the list. Uh, Dawson Knox, Travis Kelsey, um, whoever out of Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely starts. Hayden Hurst, TJ Hawkinson, so I'm with you there. Hunter Henry, Evan Engram, Will Disley, and uh, Mike Kosicki. Uh, I haven't given up on him yet. And then, uh, I haven't given up Cole on Kmet. him. He's just at 11. <laughs> Cole Komet and uh, Taysom Hill, uh, honorable mentions for me this week. I uh, unfortunately have both of them on my avoid list. Uh, I'm actually staying away from all of the New Orleans tight ends. I don't, I don't want to mess around with... Uh, any really any of them out there, but Taysom Hill in particular, Jawan Johnson also, Noah Font on my avoid list, Logan Thomas at all in Washington. I just don't think anyone's healthy enough there, plus the Minnesota defense plays tight ends pretty well. The uh, aforementioned yeah, Cole Komet, Brevin Jordan, Austin Hooper, Isaiah Likely, even if Mark Andrews cracks and burns, I don't I don't know if Isaiah Likely is going to get the kind of points he might need, and Johnny Smith out in New England. Same for me. Okay, uh, Darren Waller at the top of my avoid list, Robert Tanyan, Logan Thomas, Brevin Jordan, Tommy Tremble, not which are starting him, hopefully, uh, Kylan Granson, same thing, Mo Alley-Cox, same thing, Cameron Brait, Kate Otten, and uh, Foster Moreau, who I think uh, could be really interesting if he finds elsewhere next year and gets a chance to be a starting tight end. Um, my Giants could certainly use one, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, on the avoid list for this week. 
guys. Yeah, there's always next year. <laughs> Not a lot of and, good news uh, so far. Defenses, uh, Philadelphia and Cincinnati at the top of my list this week. Buffalo, Detroit, New England, Minnesota, and the Rams in my next tier. And Green Bay, the Chargers, Jacksonville, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Kansas City rounding out my top 50, I mean top 10 um, for this week. I've got the Eagles and the Bills at the top of my list. Uh, the Patriots, the Bengals, and the Dolphins rounding out the top five. The Colts, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Cardinals, and the Buccaneers running out the top ten. Okay. And my avoid list for this week has Houston, the Jets, Carolina, Chicago, Tennessee, New Orleans, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Miami, Washington, Arizona, and Baltimore rounding out my top I mean my bottom thirteen. Okay. <laughs> I've got uh, the Falcons also checking in on my list. Uh, Shocker there. The Jaguars, the Packers, the Chargers, uh, Panthers, Ravens, Rams, Saints, Manders, Raiders. There are going to be some lower scoring games this week because they were last week. I feel pretty confident in that. Okay, shall we get to some uh, individual game picks? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Philadelphia-Houston rivalry extends to the NFL this week. <laughs> yeah, we're both going to be playing tomorrow night. Uh, well, that wasn't the case originally, but thanks to Mother Nature, we're raining out game three on Monday night. There will be game five being played tomorrow night. Um, would have been, yeah. I, I can only imagine if that Houston-Philadelphia football game were being played in Philadelphia tomorrow night. Could you imagine that? That would have been oh my God. quite the scene there. Honestly, but, I'm not even sure how Philadelphia is expanding. I mean, we both live near nearby, and this whole place is out of control. The fact that it hasn't, like, burned to the ground yet is pretty outrageous. <laughs> well, stay tuned for next week. But, uh, Philly fans anyway. are insufferable right now across the board. <laughs> So um, the Eagles at Houston on uh, Thursday night, you know, you figure eventually Philadelphia is going to have a game where they don't totally outclass the other team and maybe they play down to the other team's level, but I don't think this is going to be the week that happens. Um, I have Philadelphia even on a short week uh, romping over Houston. I want to say Philadelphia 34, Houston 40. Okay, I've got it a little closer. Um, I've got I've got Philadelphia winning 28-20, so I think Houston will hang around, mostly just because it's a Thursday night game and it's always a little weird. But um, like you said, they're they're going to have a down week. It's just probably not this week. Even going on the road, it's they got too much energy right now. They're a little too healthy, and I think unfortunately they're still going to be undefeated by the time Thursday is over. Buffalo with the Jets uh, leading off the Sunday early lineup. Uh, I would love for the Jets to win this game or at least make it competitive, but Buffalo is a far superior team at this point, and I'm going to go with that for my uh, game prediction on Sunday, and I think uh, Buffalo wins this easily, maybe not quite as easily as the Eagles win, but I'll say Buffalo 34, Jets 20. Yeah, I've, I've got the Bills scoring 33 points and the Jets scoring 21. Um, I think they're going to come out pretty dominant early. The Jets will keep it a little closer. I mean, the score isn't going to really reflect that, but um, I think some of those points are coming in garbage time. It's just this Bills team is just at a different level than the Jets are. And the way Zach Wilson played last week, if he does that this week, it's, it's going to be over in a hurry. Okay, next we have a game which our Cat Blue is really excited about, and that's the Bengals hosting the Panthers. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think the game itself, other than the fact it features two Cats teams, is really worthy of uh, discussing much. Uh, I think Joe Burrow, yeah, <laughs> not a good showing there on Monday night, but um, I don't think this game is going to be particularly close. I think he bounces back, has a big game, and uh, Cincinnati uh, wins easily. I'll say uh, Bengals 31, Panthers 14. Yeah, I I think that 
that the Bengals will look better than they did this week, but I've got them winning 24-21 in a close one. I like P.J. Walker. I like what's going on, but this Panthers team isn't really healthy, and Joe Burrow's pissed off. I, I don't necessarily want to play him at that point, but good Lord, does that offensive line need to play better. I mean, that was tough to watch. Okay, um, we've got uh, Detroit hosting Green Bay. Beginning of the season, if you had said who's going to win a game between these two teams, you would have hesitated as long as it took you to open your mouth and said uh, Green Bay. But now I'm not so sure. I mean, Detroit hasn't played much better this year than they did last year. They kept a couple games close, but still seem to find ways to lose. Green Bay has been an utter dumpster fire. Aaron Rodgers, uh, we've discussed his problems with his wide receivers. I'm going to pick an upset here and say that Detroit actually um, plays well enough to get the win here as Green Bay's uh, death spiral continues. I'll say Detroit 24 and Green Bay 21. I'm actually also picking Detroit to win this game. I want Motor City Dan Campbell to keep his job. I I know that this is supposed to be like a get-right game for the Packers and an Aaron Rodgers revenge game, and they show up in division and the Lions are the worst defense, but the Packers don't have an offense. They don't really have much of a defense. He doesn't have an offensive line. So Aaron Rodgers can want to win all he wants. But I think everyone on his own team actually hates him, which makes it a lot harder for that to happen. Um, I don't know who he's going to throw the football to. Romeo Dobbs is probably going to have a huge day because he's like the only healthy offensive player. But I've got Detroit winning 24-23 in what will be a close game. But I think Detroit's going to finally win one in the second half. Right, uh, New England, fresh off a thumping of the Jets last week, hosting Indianapolis, uh, fresh off giving away a game to the Commanders. I think Indianapolis might keep this close. Maybe uh, first game jitters uh, are passed for Sam Erlinger now, but uh, I still think uh, New England, even though their quarterback situation is uh, also slightly unsettled, but I think Matt Jones will um, play well enough and. I think uh, Patriots win this 27-21. I've got the Patriots winning 27-20, so I'm with you there. The Mac Jones might not be healthy. Bailey Zappi might still be waiting in the wings. I don't really know what's going on there, and I think Sam Ellinger is a pretty decent quarterback, but Jonathan Taylor's not healthy. Um, they do have about 87 defensive coordinators in New England, and I'm pretty sure that being a rookie quarterback going against even one New England defensive coordinator was bad enough, but going against three of them, because that's legitimately how many are on the staff, I just don't think Sam Ellinger could do it. I don't think that the numbers aren't there. <laughs> I think, I think that the Patriots will uh, pick up what isn't going to be as close as the score may indicate. So I've got them winning the touchdown. Okay. Um, we've got the Chargers um, fresh off their um, – game last week. Um, actually, they had a bye last week. I'm confusing them with the Raiders, but uh, Raiders they are also in the coast, albeit for the second <laughs> week in a row. So, no, the Chargers did not lose last week. But they did not they're lose playing last at week. the first, first place Atlanta Falcons. I know who you're going to pick. Oh. Uh, even though the oh. Falcons are, have won more games than any NFC South team, I know you're not going to pick them. Uh, this nope, week or whatever, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to join you this week. Surprisingly, uh, Chargers banged up at wide receiver, but I think Justin Herbert, fresh off a week of rest, finds a way here. Austin Eckler has a big game, and I say the Chargers win this one 28-24. I've got them winning 27-21. Um, I, I know it's not – there's no suspense when it comes to a Falcons game. I'm just not going to pick them to win. And they haven't given me any reason to. Just because they're first place in the worst division doesn't mean from a good team. But uh, Justin Herbert's biggest problem was that he couldn't breathe. And a week of rest for his ribs, I think, is going to do a world of difference. Even though they don't really have any healthy receivers, to still have Austin Eckler. And I think that's, that's plenty. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. They'll be fine. Um, so I've got him winning 27-21. Right. Next up, we've had two teams that were supposed to be improved this year. But, um, you know, Raiders, okay, they made the playoffs last year, you know, just by the – Care of their chinny chin chin, but uh, not looking good this so year. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, so not looking good this year either. Somebody's got to win this game, and I'll go with the uh, hometown Jaguars here to win the uh, Raiders' second East Coast early game in a row. And I think Jacksonville, um, off their London game, uh, I think they're going to take this. Uh, 
uh, Trevor Lawrence plays a little bit better, and I think uh, Travis Etienne continues his uh, nice run he here. And run for Jacksonville, 27, Vegas 24. This this is a game of who can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory because both of these teams seem hell-bent on not winning football games. doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, the Raiders have – they have the roster. There's just no reason they should be as yeah, as bad as they are right now. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And Jacksonville, at least they have some offense. It, the defense is a little so-so, but I mean, Trevor Lawrence is just like, whoa, 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 winning a football game, better throw it to the other team. We can't be doing this. At least they scored points last week. But I think that Vegas is the better team. I think that will show this week. They have to get right, and they have to do it this week. They have to do it today. Um, so I think they're more seasoned. They're a little little better equipped to handle the pressure. They win 24-20. But this, this does not feel like a watchable football game. <laughs> okay. Next up, we've got Miami. At, um, <laughs> just as Vegas was uh, traveling to the East Coast for the second week in a row, Miami is in the upper Midwest uh, for the second week in a row. Um this week they're playing at Chicago. Last week, uh, Detroit. Um, uh, I think this is going to be a surprisingly close game. I know Chicago just traded away two of their better defensive players, but um, you know I think Justin Fields improving, and I think they can keep this close. I think Miami will ultimately prevail and outscore them, but I'll, I'll say Miami 31, Chicago 27, and there should be a fairly healthy amount of offense in this game from a fantasy perspective. I'm I'm very interested in watching this game. I like watching this Miami team. Um, props to Tua for kind of getting it together, but the team overall is fun to watch. And Chicago, I think Chase Claypool is going to make a difference. I Like you said, I think that despite trading away, uh, you know, the Rokon Smith and Robert Quinn in the world, they're going to hang around. I still have them losing by 10. I've got Miami winning 34-24, but I don't think Chase Claypool needs to learn the playbook. I think he just needs to run as far as he can, as fast as he can, and turn around, and that'll be fine. Justin Fields can get the ball to him. He'll scramble around. I think I think they can do that enough that this will be competitive. So I'm curious to see how both these teams look. Okay, next we've got a – Interesting game, uh, Minnesota that is all of a sudden <clears throat> looking like they might be in the tier right behind the um, Eagles, uh, maybe with the Seahawks, but uh, they're they're looking pretty good so far. And you know, Washington has uh, snuck a, a couple of victories that I didn't think they were capable of in the last few weeks. But uh, Minnesota at Washington, I think the superior team will win here, and I think that's Minnesota. I think Dalvin Cook has a big day, you know, Justin Jefferson. I think uh, Kirk Cousins enjoys uh, T.J. Hawkinson for the first, you know, his new, wide rec- his new tight end slash wide receiver there. And I'll go with uh, Minnesota to win this by 6, 27-21. Okay. Um, I am going to take the fighting Taylor Heineke's in a bit of an upset here, 28-24. I think it'll be a close game. I think it's going to go back and forth. Um, but I, I think that Washington can pull it out. Minnesota is not as good as their record makes them look. So they got a, got a few new pieces in. Washington maybe getting a little healthier. I think they've got a chance to steal one here. So I've got them winning 28-24. Okay, we've only got two Sunday late games, thanks, schedule makers, and they're both on oh. a matchups. Uh, yeah. Seattle at Arizona, I'm really interested to watch this game. I think uh, two teams that um, – I think Arizona has more talent, but Seattle seems to just play better as a team, and therefore I'm going to pick Seattle even though they're on the road. And Arizona typically plays better at home than they do on the road, but I'll pick uh, Seattle to win this 27-24 as the Geno Smith uh, comeback tour uh, continues. I love I love the Geno Smith comeback tour. We're buying tickets to every stop. It's great. I love everything about it. The fact that, you know, we got wide receivers that look like they're going to be out for the year coming back from the dead and playing. I mean, everybody on this team is giving it their all, and I love that. I mean, you got third-string tight ends scoring touchdowns all day long. This is great. I want to pick them to win this game, but I think Arizona's just a little too talented. I'm going to take Arizona in a very close one to win 30-28. to 28. Obviously, I think this is the game to watch of the two, not that, like, 
I'll give a ton of options, but I think this is going to be a really good football game. Um, but the fact that the Arizona defense has a little more pressure they can put on Geno Smith, I think will be the difference here. Yeah, to me, that's the game of the week, the one that I am oh, most sure. interested in. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, other late game, Rams traveling to the Tom Brady's, and both these teams are a mess right now. I just think if it's possible, the Bucks are a little bit more of a mess. Um, Rams, I don't know. If it's a Super Bowl hangover, if they're just not that good, or if it's injuries or what it is, but um, I think they'll play well enough. Maybe not well, but well enough to beat the Bucks. I'll say uh, Rams 24, Bucks 21. It'd be nice if one of these two teams came out and made a statement that, hey, we're back and we're, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, Buccaneers obviously closer to the top of their uh, division than the Rams are at this point, You know, even though they have a worse record. But uh, I'll go with the Rams here 24-21. Yeah, I... I've got the Rams winning 23-21, so we're right in the same game here. Both these teams are underperforming. I mean, granted, part of the Rams' problem is their offensive line. They've, in seven games, had seven different offensive line combinations. They're starting fifth-string guys. I mean, Matt Stafford's been sacked 24 times. It's hard to win football games that way. Um, I'm hoping they start to get this together here a little bit. It seems like we still have some, some issues to work out between injuries and makers having his feelings hurt or this or that, but I think they can do enough to beat this Tampa Bay team, especially when it no longer has Shaquille Barrett out there uh, running around, but just because Tom Brady's off-the-field stuff has quieted down a little bit and the guys are getting a little healthier, I just don't think that was Tampa Bay's problem. I think they still just don't know how to play as a team, and that's more the issue. So I'm going to take the Rams with a close one. As you will be doing, I'll be watching the Seattle-Arizona game and just watching the highlights of this one. <laughs> okay, um, I think it's uh, free trial week for uh, Red Zone, if anybody uh, curious to check that go. out and doesn't already have that. Um, Kansas City hosting Tennessee in the Sunday night game. Uh, if both teams were at full strength, this would be a little bit more interesting. Unfortunately, Tennessee not at full strength, either at quarterback and potentially not at running back. And Kansas City... Um, yeah, the the Buffalo game, you know, a couple of weeks ago before their bye was disappointment. But yeah, those two teams seem to be the class of the AFC right now and I think Kansas City gets back to its winning ways. It would be nice if eventually they figure out who their number one running back is. Um it's it's yeah. definitely not Ronald Jones I I, but uh I'll go with Kansas City here thirty to twenty four. I would like it to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but apparently nobody else was on board with that plan. Um, but, yeah, they they need to get their running back situation figured out, mostly for the sanity of all fantasy football players. But um, I don't like speaking against Andy Reid coming off a of bye week. But there's just science to it. He's 20-3 coming off a of bye. Um, however, he is 0-4 against the Titans. So which one you want to go with? I'm going to take Andy Reid coming off a of bye week. Tennessee, while – they have the pieces to be good. They have not figured it out. Ryan Tannehill's still got a bad ankle. That's a problem because he needs to scramble to win this game, which he's not going to be able to do. Um, Derrick Henry's the piece you need to stop. So even if you slow him down, that's enough to beat the Titans. And I think Kansas City can do that. I've got him winning by a field goal of 27-24. Okay, and that brings us to the final game of the shortened schedule this week, the Monday night game, uh, which – um, has the potential to be a pretty interesting game. Baltimore playing their second uh, game in a row in prime time on the road against an NFC South opponent. Uh, last week it was the Thursday night game against the uh, Buccaneers. This week it's the Monday night game uh, against the Saints. And yeah, it's hard to pick Baltimore given the uncertainty of running back and also Rashad Bateman being out. But New Orleans, you know, just with the uncertainty of quarterback there and the wide receivers all banged up, I'll just go with the superior talent at quarterback, and that's Lamar Jackson. I'll say Baltimore finds a way to win this one, too. I'll say Baltimore 30, New Orleans 27. I've got Baltimore winning with 31-20. I don't think this will be that close of a game, maybe early, but I think Devin Duvernay will be fine. Mark Andrews will be okay. 
even a banged up run game, Lamar Jackson's going to run plenty enough. Um, Lamar Jackson, 13 and 1 against NFC teams. Andy Dalton in his last six time games is 0 and 6, and he's thrown nine picks. I mean, hell, last week he threw two in a minute and 14 seconds. Um, I'm not convinced he's the quarterback that could win this game. If Jameis Winston was playing, I might feel a little differently, but I think Baltimore is dynamic enough to be able to cause enough problems on defense to help their offense. They can they can manufacture maybe some points, or at the very least some better field position, and Baltimore can take advantage of that. So I think that will give them the edge. They win 31-20, to 20 and you know, hopefully we'll get a, a better Monday night game than we did last week. Uh, the Manning cast is trying to get Justin Tucker to do the show live. That would make that for a much more interesting viewing. <laughs> I don't think the NFL going to go for it, but that would be fun. Um, before we let you go, a uh, couple of daily fantasy picks for you. Since we are light across the board here with all these bye weeks, you got to get a little creative. Some of your stud players aren't there. But to make sure you can afford the ones who are, we've got some value picks for you. Uh, a quarterback, Derek Carr. You got to go up from last week. A hot zero fantasy points. It was terrible. It's got to get better, and the price is just so good. Dino Smith also a great value. Matt Stafford, Taylor Heineke, Aaron Rodgers. Even though I'm not sure he's going to win the game, I think he's going to be out trying to prove a point. At running back, Kenneth Walker, III out in Seattle. We I think both agree that'll be a higher scoring game. Ramondre Stevenson, Tyler Algier about the only thing I'm going to recommend to you from the Falcons. <laughs> you know, Benjamin, also a good deal at running back this week. At wide receiver, Zay Jones, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, I guess pretty much the entire NFC South third string receivers, number three on depth charts. Um, Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay, uh, DeAndre Carter, and Darnell Moody, because I think that Chicago defense or offense is going to get a little more interesting this week. At tight end, Evan Ingram, who we both talked about earlier, Tyler Conklin gets a ton of looks, Gerald Everett and Robert Tanyan. And for defenses, the Buccaneers, the Colts, and the Jaguars are all going to be playing lower-scoring games, so they're pretty good picks there. Um, So we have given you everything across the board you could possibly need to win your fantasy week, month, year, day, however you want to do it, we got you covered. If you just can't get enough. Or you have questions come game day, Sunday, Thursday, Monday, whatever you need, we are here for you. You can find us all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN, just show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa stamp page. And you can email us at the number 4THN, just show at gmail.com. And we'll be back with you on Wednesday night as we are every week from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. I will hopefully be over this head cold and sound a little less silly, and hopefully we'll be giving you a whole bunch more winners next week. So good luck this week, unless, of course, your team's playing us.